Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Thunder Rosa talks about the AEW Women's and the AEW Women's Interim Championship and all the controversy online lately. She makes a statement about that on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Also, I get the opportunity to talk to Shawn Michaels just before Halloween Havoc 2022. I will also be a part of the NXT kickoff show on Saturday night. And we talk to author, best-selling author, Keith Elliott Greenberg on the current state of independent wrestling right now on the Busted Open Podcast. It's a very interesting time in the world of pro wrestling. Yes, it is. It is a very interesting time, you know, and uh, as, as today, we're going to talk this later. Um, you know, things change in, 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 in pro wrestling. And this this time I wanted to, you know, make a statement. I was going to uh, say something yesterday. I was going to call in, but I didn't think it was pertinent because one of my uh, co-workers, Hangman, got hurt on Wednesday. Yes. Right. And I want to be per- I want to to send him well wishes to him and his family. It was a pretty scary situation and where he was not able to move after uh, a lariat. And, um, you know, one of the comments, again, that somebody was doing when when they were writing the note was like, um, uh, oh, he just got a concussion. It's not about just getting something. When you are there, it's a very terrifying situation when you are hurt, right? And um, and it was really sad. To, to read that because I feel like there's some sort of like people being insensitive to the situation. Um, but I, I want to send my well wishes to, to, to hangman. And I know you text me this week after you saw an article written about, and I love the, the clickbait, right? Uh, thunderstorm, uh, um, not thunderstorm. Uh, Tony storm has something to say about thunder Rosa and in, in, in the entering championship. Uh, and I really wanted, um, you know, address this because it has come to my attention, not from necessarily people that work and in the place that I work, you know, that I'm, that I'm hired, but some veterans have informed me that there is a widespread of lies going on in different parts. And I'm part of this, you know, rumors or whatever. Um, and when I read these comments about, you know, the entering championship, they came to me as no surprise. I mean, I am, I have not been on a national TV for the last two months and my name keeps, keeps being mentioned either for good or for bad. 
but in the in the first month and a half was a lot for a lot of controversy around Thunder Rosa and what Thunder Rosa was and was not doing. First, with people, you know, diminishing my work, my land work, and it is interesting because as a Latina, and I don't, I, you know, for a long time I tried to stay away from it, but I think it is time for me to say something about my work. As a Latina, it's very hard to, you know, make a name for yourself because you are. Uh, I'm not a, a, a second generation wrestler. I am a self-made and I had the opportunity and I had the great, great chance to work in many different companies and where they believe in my work. And sometimes it just takes one privileged person or someone with, with, with clout to like a tweet and destroy everything you've done. And again, it influences how fans see and perceive you as, as a wrestler. Um, and in this time, I remember a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, we talked about um how one of my co-workers had to come out and do a live feed which i was ready to do a live feed on wednesday but i wanted to use busted open instead and i wanted to say that it is important for you guys if you don't hear it from me just don't say anything if you're in the back and you are in distress about uh me being the champion and me being called the champion i don't make the chat i don't call the shots i have a boss and i there's a booker in our office that make the decisions so if you are distraught about what is being booked, maybe you should talk to the booker and keep my name out of your mouth. I mean, it is, it is, it is really hard when people are, you know, approaching you and you st they're still asking you, because I have some friends that are still asking me if I'm faking an injury. And 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 I'm telling you, this this rumors are started by one or two people. And they just spread out. And, and it's not it's not fair. I mean, I don't feel like no other wrestler has gone through this. Like, not at all. Like, somebody gets hurt, like, oh, they're hurt. But when it was me, it was, like, immediate. After, like, everybody was writing the the, the get well on, on Twitter or whatever after my uh, the promo came out, it was just, like, a flood of disgusting things that it, uh, they were not true came out. And I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of it. I mean... It is really hard for me to to manage some of this stuff, but I have to face it. I am hurt. And if you have something to, to ask, you can go on my YouTube and watch my YouTube videos. I have posted every time I'm in a, I'm in a, in a doctor's office showing you and explaining you what's going on with me. And as a matter of fact, in a week or two, I'm getting another epidural so I can go back to training because I want to get back in the ring. I want to get back in the ring and that's it. And I want to show you when they put the needle in my back so they can shut the fuck up and stop saying that I am not hurt. That hurts because I'm trying to get out and trying to like mentally get prepared to get back on the ring, to get back and do what I love to do the most, which is professional wrestling. But again, there's certain people that cannot, cannot keep my name out of their mouth. I mean, am I that important in their lives for them to continue to create more and more rumors about what I'm doing or what am I not doing? I mean, Busted Open Nation, I am really sorry that I have to say this again, but I wanna use this platform because enough is enough. And that's what, and some people were texting me, Melissa, why did you put that on Facebook? Because enough is enough. I'm tired. I wanna get better mentally, physically, and spiritually. And when people have absolutely nothing to do but to create rumors and spread them out instead of texting me directly because y'all got my number. Y'all got my number. You know, 
it creates a lot of problems in my career too with my family because my family are worried they get harassed they get everything else you know stuff like it, that person is trying to find dirt on me like seriously <laughs> i'm telling you on national radio and also the listeners that i listen to wrestling in america just keep my name out of your mouth <clears throat> and just shut up if you have a if you have a problem you know i'm transparent what you see is what you get david that's the truth i am very proud of what i've done to provide for my family and others. And one thing I want to mention, and I'm just going to, you know, keep going the show. I will never forget that time that I was trying to raise money for Uvalde families. I was trying to raise money for 20 families that lost their kids. And I don't know who the heck decided to, that it was a great idea to talk to the dirt sheets and talk shit about me. And unfortunately, we're not able to raise money like we were try to we only raised five thousand dollars which is nothing and again they took away the goodness that we were trying to do for other purposes like what is the purpose to try to destroy somebody's somebody's career or somebody's uh status when they work so hard and the only trying the only thing that they're trying to do is to feed their family i am still hurt they haven't given me a time yet when i'm coming back i'm saying it's january and i hope it is january and again, if Tony Storm disagrees what, what's, what was decided in the back, that's not my problem. That is not my problem, Tony. And when I get better, because I will still be the champion if my boss lets me to be the champion, if he doesn't, I will be okay with that decision too. Because I don't make the rules. And that needs to be said. If you, David, keep calling me the women's world champion, it's because I'm technically still the women's world champion. You are. You know? So it's it's just, again, I feel your pain, Tony, Tony Storm. I really do feel your pain. I really know and I read that you are doing all the work every single week. Guess what? I'm doing the same work. I am trying to get better, to get back in the ring, to defend this championship. But in the meantime, get some wins under your belt so you can talk shit about Thunder Rosa. And that goes for anyone in the back or anyone who has or feels that has a target in their back because I am still a champion. Well, I'm sorry. Have some respect. I have done nothing but never disrespect anybody in the company. Any, none, none of the times. I had so many opportunities because I work at Busted Open Radio and if I want, I can trash everyone. But what's the point? What is the point? It's just... I feel you. I, 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 I understand your frustration. I know you're hurt and you are actually hurt and you're trying to get yourself back so you can get into the ring and defend that women's championship and to hear all this negativity, not just from fans, but from people that are, you know, your coworkers, the you know, that I, 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 I can't imagine what you must be going through. And the one thing I do want to repeat, because I think it's worth repeating thunder is the fact that you know, you're still the AEW World Women's Champion for a reason. Whether fans like it or not, Tony Khan decided when, whether it was you being injured or CM Punk being injured, that you know what, you weren't going to give up that championship. That he was going to crown an interim 
uh, champion. That was decided by Tony Khan in AEW. I, I think it's the same thing that's done in MMA, and he wanted to go that route instead of uh, the traditional when a champion gets injured and can't defend the title in 30 days that they relinquish that championship title. That's not the way and that, that was not the route that Tony Khan wanted to go through in AEW. He wanted to crown an interim world champion until the real world champion was healthy enough to compete again. That was not decided by you. That was decided by Tony Khan. So, like, that is the rules. That is what's set forth in AEW. Now, if Tony Storm is frustrated with that and and is tired of being called the interim world champion, well, then you're going to have to wait until you're healthy enough to compete in the ring and actually wrestle. But that's the law that's been set forward by Tony Khan and AEW. Again, I feel like a, a lot of the people that are in that position, they haven't gone through what I have gone through, and they feel like they're getting, they're inclined to talk, you know, because it's easier. But, you know, again, it's like, I'm going to let her go through her process, and I understand she's frustrated. But, again, I don't make the rules. Yeah. I don't make the rules, and the only thing I can tell you is, like, she's entitled to feel how she feels how she feels mm-hmm. if she has a problem well you know there's there's a ways to go about it um and a lot of people that are getting they're very outspoken i understand that but again guys uh, i will this is last time i mentioned this and and i said enough is enough put some respect on my name and um and understand that as a latina and and the person that i am is not easy and then it will never be easy because there's so many structures put in place for people like me not to be successful. And I have done anything but work hard, respect the people that I work with, and do what I need to do. And, 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 and support the company that gave me an opportunity and a platform. But again, if people continues to keep my name in their mouths, we're going to have a problem. A freaking serious problem. The stop getting in my personal life, stop getting in my personal business. If you have something, watch my YouTube. And seriously, you got my number. Enough is enough. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchitz. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchitz Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Mr. Keith Elliott Greenberg. Keith, how are you this morning? 
Great, especially if you keep putting me over, I'll be even better. <laughs> He's really good at that, man. Hey, 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 Keith, it's crazy how, and I talk about it on this show all the time, how fast the world of pro wrestling moves. Like, you you know, you wrote the book, uh, Follow the Buzzards, about wrestling and COVID-19, and then we get out of the lockdowns of COVID-19, and then boom, we're on, you know, we're selling out stadiums, selling out arenas. It's almost like it never happened. And then the book that you wrote about indie wrestling, and I completely agree. If you go back three, four years ago, especially before AEW and uh, and the pandemic, like indie wrestling was really the heart and soul of professional wrestling. And then and you and you mentioned it in your book, the last chapter about you know double or nothing, that real first AEW show. But so much has changed with indie wrestling over the last two years. Do you agree? Yes. At the same time, there was a fear that indie wrestling might dry up because with AEW, you think between WWE, this is this was the mentality when I finished the book. Mm-hmm. And the book came out in 2020. There was the mentality that between WWE and AEW, they grab all the best indie talents And where does that leave the other indies? The thing is, AEW, at least until now, has allowed its talent to appear on other shows. So the indies have been able to piggyback on that. Uh, You know, Impact doesn't have restrictions on people. And, you know, you still have people with a lot of heart getting inspired and coming up and appearing on these indies, I mean, even kids like Nick Wayne and Starboy Charlie, those guys were children when I was right. When they, they yep. may arguably be children now, but <laughs> but these people are not going away. And I could be wrong, Thunder. Yeah. But I think the the caliber of training now, if you want to be an indie wrestler, is far better than it was back in the day when you know there'd be some guy who had been a jobber on WWE television, making you do a drop kick on your first day, you know, that you, when you should be running the ropes. Um. Well, I will agree and disagree on that one because uh, it also depends on the area that you go and train. Some schools are great schools and they have we have great coaches around different states. I will not deny that. But we still have some really crappy training that I've, I've like I said, I've, I've seen some talent that have come have sent me uh their their work and their their videos about what they've done in other areas and i'm like well there's a lot of you know cloth to cut from and 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 things to to get better at but um i totally agree with um that now people are the fans are asking for better wrestlers they want to see more intense more realistic uh, wrestling when they when they come to the shows and again also it depends on the area that you're wrestling too because the 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 psychology is different and the way that they wrestler is different like in the east coast people wrestle a certain type of way in the west coast especially where i'm from from north north california where i started training they used to call it stiff as fuck because that's the style of wrestling it was very strong style very physical right and in the la area is very lucha style still like you know you have the dojo in new japan so it's like the culture of wrestling is different in different states so we have to take that in consideration wow. too you know See, so- i'm curious about that because you would think that even in the youtube era that because of the youtube era 
that those styles would tend to blend together. No. Because you could be a kid living in Rhode Island, but you're just watching SoCal wrestling. And so that's your sensibility. Yes. But you're so, saying that the training is still very much territorial, almost yes. like throwback to the pre-WWE, you know, as the dominant promotion days. It's like territories, Memphis style versus Pacific Northwest style. I was just about to say that. I mean, I travel a lot. And even now as, as uh, AEW talent, I travel a lot with some of my my uh, my protégés, one of them being uh, last year, I, I travel a lot with your best friend, JP Harlow, by the way, who's a great wrestler. And he's that guy's a ass. jerk. But we saw the differences when we were going to Memphis. We went going, you know, to uh, where, where else did we go to? Uh, we went to New York. Uh, we went to, he wrestles a lot in the Ohio area. Then he wrestles in Texas. I want to get him to go to uh, California so he can see the difference. And even when I was doing all the traveling uh, as an independent wrestler, I, I noticed some of the places were very limited on doing, you know, very old school type of wrestling. And then when I was going to LA, it was like, hey girl, you're going to do Lucha. So you just fast pace. You need to like, it's another style. So I feel that a lot of the, the talent that got signed during the pandemic era was people that were very well-rounded and another thing, it, they were, they were a name. They already had a name on the streets per se, you know? And I think that right now is very important that you have a, a, a marquee, you have a name when you're getting signed, because that means people already know who you are. Probably some of these people like, you know, LAX, the, the, you know, Keith Lee's, the Swerves, you know, even I the Lucha Brothers. I remember Darby Allen out in L.A. Yeah. I mean, that guy was a superstar on the indies. I saw Jungle Boy all over the country before he was signed. Yes. So I guess those were the guys who really stood out. Exactly. But they already have a name. And I think um, that's a smart way. That's a smart business because you, you don't have... You don't have to invest so much in, in, in training all the basics. You just have to train them in, in some of the aspects that sometimes can be the most difficult ones, you know, like character development, you know, uh, promos, but some of them already have that. So it's, it's, that's why for us pr promoters, when we invest so much money in certain talent, and then, you know, they're going to get time, but that's the reason why we're investing so much is like, how do you continue to create good talent? Right. right. But the thing is, like, I recall when I was doing the indie book, promoters telling me, well, when this talent gets signed, the hope is that people go back on YouTube and they start looking for where this talent came from. And that's when they discover, say, AAW in Chicago. You know, now you have Warrior Wrestling. They're my they're my latest book. You've yes. you've wrestled on their shows, right? Yeah, I was their champion, and they're they're amazing people. Shout out to yeah. to the and and those people seem to have a blend of styles from everywhere. You know, uh, Keith, you said something that's really interesting to me, and then also Thunder, you said something interesting that I want to follow up on. First, from you, Keith, because you mentioned about AEW and Impact that their talent's really not exclusive to just AEW and Impact. They kind of let their talent go and wrestle on the indie scene. So my question is, like, if you're a, say, Scott Demore with Impact Wrestling or Tony Khan with AEW, is there going to come to the point where they say, you know what, you can't do this anymore because there's a high risk of you getting injured on the indie scene. And also, like, you know, it's probably going to affect our bottom line. Why would somebody, you know, pay for a ticket to see a John Moxley 
when, you know what, they could see John Moxley wrestle for GCW, which is, you know, probably a cheaper ticket than buying an AEW ticket. Is there going to come a point where, like, maybe some of these larger organizations are going to go the WWE way and say, you know what, you wrestle exclusively for us? Well, I don't know. But, you know, look at the AEW schedule. You know, the AEW schedule gives you a lot of maneuverability to wrestle on indie shows. I mean, obviously, a lot of these people are not doing it for money. They're doing it for love. And Thunder can speak to that. Well, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yes, I'm, some, of the, some of the times I wanted to uh, wrestle some of the people I didn't get a chance to wrestle. Or if there was a friend or someone that I, I've been working with for a while and, and, and just sharing the ring with them, that was fun. Um, I mean, it is really awesome to see that. Like now I probably wouldn't do it as much. I will take my son and he will be the one who's wrestling because I like coaching him when I'm on the road with him. But um, I don't know. It's just I feel like the independent scene is um, because it's so ingrained in my heart. It, it's very special for a lot of us that continue to do indies because the, the, it's it's so intimate, right? And and then you wanted to keep giving or getting that and, and trying new things too because you're not on, under the pressure of a, a camera. You're not under the pressure of like thousands of people. So if there's like new moves, new um, uh setups that you want to do maybe to, to see if it works for tv that's like the perfect place like those are the house shows right for other companies so um that's how i used to see it it was like that was a house show if it worked there if it had a good reaction i might be able to bring it to tv mm-hmm. but it also again for for sign talent it could be a little dangerous but um I think for like those talents that are not as well-groomed or as well-seasoned, it is very important that they wrestle in front of even with smaller crowds because that's how you develop, you know, your character and the connections that you get with them. And, you know, it's funny. um, And is, is that what NXT and the Performance Center is supposed to be? Because I guess, I guess, there in no other company is there a system like that where you can train and develop just with within the organization. Well, I, I think Keith, that's a great point. And that was gonna be my follow-up question as well, because Thunder, you just talked about the style that you learned under, which was more of a stronger style, like a West Coast style. But if you're in AEW, you may be going into or into the ring with somebody that's never been trained in that style, that isn't used to that style. So you have a clash of styles where, like, you know, Keith just brought it up, like, with NXT and the WWE. If the WWE signs an independent wrestler, like you mentioned, a Cora Jade or a Roxy, they bring them into NXT, they train in the quote-unquote WWE way at the Performance Center, so everybody's going to basically have that different characters different personalities but that same kind of style where maybe with an impact wrestling or an aew you have that clash of separate styles which could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing i think thing. it can be a good thing a lot of times mm-hmm. well yes especially if you uh if you work with a, a where well, you have a great opponent or someone that has a lot of experience and can guide you to to uh because every match has a purpose right not all the matches are the same that that's another thing people need to understand that uh, and again, continue to say this wrestling has a, its own psychology. And when you're working TV, some of the matches has a certain, serve a certain purpose, tells a different story. You know, your squash matches, your comedy matches, your angle matches, your all death of matches, 
your dead matches. Thank you very much. I mean, I, I heard you backstage at a GCW show talking to Lefisto about the psychology of a death match. Yes. And I was just standing there listening and getting an education. Yeah, because like, I mean, she did so many uh, dead matches before, you know, women were super into it or now in the mainstream, right? And and then she was like, one of the things that she was teaching me is like, yeah, you don't just go and, you know, smash things in your head. You have to have a purpose on everything you do. And she, you know, I don't want to, you know, say what she said, but she's pretty much is like, that's one of the things that make me very upset is when people are not understanding what are certain matches? What are the purpose of certain matches? And why do you have to put them together in a certain way? It's interesting to me. I know we're short on time, Keith, and I really appreciate you coming on. And again, I think you're a fantastic author. Your books are tremendous. Thank I mean, you. not just the books that we're promoting now, but even going back to the to the book that you did with Freddie Blassie, the book that you did with the Nature Boy Ric Flair, to me, which is still my all time favorite uh, pro wrestling book that you were a part of. Uh, not just that you were a part of, but in general. But your two latest book, um, Follow the Buzzards: Pro Wrestling in the Age of COVID-19, which is available right now on amazon.com and some, a book that I think is extremely important. And that's the one that we're talking about today that came out just two years ago, uh, too sweet inside the indie wrestling revolution. So the last question for me, Keith is where do you see the future of independent wrestling? Uh, I'm waiting to see, but I'm optimistic about what I see because like I said, maybe I was pessimistic. I thought that, you know, the, the major companies would grab a lot of the indie talent and there might not be the incentives to throw yourself at the indies, that the goal might be to direct yourself, you know, to the performance center or whatever, you know, or the nightmare factory or, or, or what was ever coming up. And, you know, it seems like local wrestling is alive. I mean, I was just in the UK promoting my book and I was talking to indie wrestlers in Glasgow and Manchester in London. I ran into some guys in Ireland. And, you know, it's I wouldn't say it's thriving, but the passion is there. And all and I say this in every interview, what I say to fans is support your local wrestling. I said the last time I was there, if you have a little show in your neighborhood or in your community, go there because those wrestlers need you to become the stars you're going to see on TV. That's me preaching. I love it. I love it. And it's true. And there are so many great pro wrestling indie organizations. Like, you know, it's funny because you can actually have an argument. You know, Keith, you and I are from the East Coast. Like New York, New Jersey has some amazing local wrestling. And then, you know, Thunder, Texas is thriving right now when it comes to independent wrestling. You, Your own organization, Mission Pro Wrestling, which I'll be appearing in in December. But the West Coast as well. California has always had a thriving indie scene. So I love, Keith, how you said now it's kind of like the territories again like every every little pocket of this country has a different organization and a completely different style and i think that's what's great about pro wrestling right, right and now you know what that was the joy of being a wrestling fan in the 1960s and the 1970s to me and now because i've remained a wrestling fan and didn't write off the new stuff and say oh it was better in my day i can i can savor what's happening now Keith, I appreciate it. Again, the two books, Follow the Buzzards, Pro Wrestling in the Age of COVID-19, and of course, Too Sweet, 
Inside the Indie Wrestling Revolution. Go to Amazon.com for both books, Keith. Always appreciate the time, my friend. Always appreciate being asked to, to be on the show. And thank you, Thunder, for your insights. Thank you. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Let's bring in the one and only Sean Michael. Sean, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, looking forward to having you tomorrow. So you better be nice to me today, okay? I, <laughs> listen, I am going to be extremely nice. I had to go a little old school because I'm old. And so we had to come back with a little bit of Judas Priest uh, living after midnight. And uh, Sean, I'm very excited about what's going to be taking place tomorrow night on Halloween Havoc. And one question I have for you, because... In, in all sports, there's always great mentors and great coaches. And usually those great mentors and coaches were never able to do it on a high level. I'll bring up Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells. Uh, there are much better mentors and coaches than they were actual players. But you, sir, are somebody that's a coach, a mentor, but you did it at the highest of levels. So how do you like that role of kind of influencing and mentoring the younger talent in the WWE right now? Well, I, I very much enjoy it. And I, look, and I hope that I'm doing that. I, I hope that I've transitioned well. But I will say, certainly when I first got here five years ago, to your point, it's one thing to be able to do it on a high level. It's another thing to be able to verbalize, um, mm-hmm. you know, again, what it is that you did that maybe was different than someone else. Uh, and that was uh, challenging because a lot of what I did just was sort of, I don't know, it came natural and it was instinctive. But then to have to try to verbalize, to, you know, to to talent, you know, and young recruits why it is you were doing things um, was a challenge for me. But again, it but it helped me. That's what's so great about it. it. Helped me learn as well. You know, I've constantly told people that you know that this is what we do down here. This is developmental, and I think it's developmental on every level. And that's certainly what's you know again what has been going on with me for the last five years here even in the NXT system, is developing into, uh, again, someone that is now, at least at this point, you know, producing the television show and, you know, and, and obviously taking a big part in writing and creative and everything else. So, and you know, starting out as a coach at two hours a week, you know. Um, 
So again, it's been it's been a blast to to go on this you know learning process over the years, as well as you know working with the talent. So how how proud are you of like when you look at this show that's happening tomorrow night with Halloween Havoc? That you know this is developmental. These are young stars. I mean, geez, I'm looking at the ages of some of these performers. You know, 20, 21 years old, so they're brand new to this business, but yet. Here we are on Busted Open. We're talking about the show. You know, we're we're very, very uh, looking forward to and excited about the matchups that we're going to see tomorrow night. And again, this is still developmental. So how proud are you that so many people are happy and excited about what we're going to see at Halloween Havoc? Very, very much. Again, because it is, this is big for all of us here. We feel like this is almost, a, I don't know, like a coming out party, a rebirth if you will, of, of, mm-hmm. of NXT. And, uh, you know, Halloween Havoc is sort of, again, our, I'll say this, I think Halloween Havoc is going to become our, certainly our biggest premium live event, you know, maybe second only to stand and deliver around WrestleMania for NXT. I think Halloween Havoc is going to be more associated with NXT as we go into the future, you know, the the legacy of NXT. And I think you're going to call back to a number of Halloween Havoc, so to speak, where very pivotal things happened in the NXT world. So we're extremely excited about it. We we feel like this is going to be a great show. Um, The theme is just fantastic, obviously. Again, and and having, seriously, having you here, getting back to sort of what we believe is the the norm and the excitement level and the passion uh, you know, that is NXT. And we're, we're, we're thrilled about kind of the rebirth of that happening this Saturday. Yeah. And, and, and sir, I'm ex- excited about being a part of it. Uh, I'm very honored that you're making me be a part of the kickoff show. And, and I, I, that means a lot to me. And I think it means a lot to the fans that listen to the show, you know, the, the pro wrestling fans that like for, for us, it's almost like a community. And I've always looked at our, as this as a community. And I think we're very happy to be a part of it. I know I'm extremely uh, excited about being a part of this kickoff show tomorrow night. Well, and it is. We're, 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 we're thrilled to have you. And, and look, and, and I know sometimes, even you know, coming from me, <laughs> people might, you know, they can be skeptical, which I understand. But I just feel like, again, I don't know, I... I grew up and I was a part of this when I felt like it was, it was just fun. No, we weren't, yeah. I don't know. Nobody was trying to prove anything. We were just trying to go out there and put on the best performance, the best show and have it be fun and enjoyable. And then, and for me, it just seems like there's been so much sort of, I don't know, uh, combativeness. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know between even, you know, the fan base uh, over the years. And, and I just don't, I don't know. I want to forget about all that. I want to, again, like you, you said, Bring back the community feel, you know, enjoy what you want to enjoy, but we're just going to do everything we can uh, to put on the best show. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you'll tune in and watch it again. You guys, again, I want all of my, like, I guess I'm as silly as it sounds and I've gotten really, really soft in my old age, but I'm just looking for all this to be kumbaya moments. You know what I mean? For the next, for until, you know, the good Lord takes me away out of this desk. Um, and so that's just what I'm looking for. And that's what I want for these young men and women that come through NXT, this job um, and all the pressure and all the other things that, that come with being successful in this job, that'll come. And that that's for the main roster and, you know, headlining WrestleManias and stuff like that. But here in NXT, this is, this is, 
this is the part we want everybody to enjoy. Um, and, you know, not just the talent, but even the people watching us and the people working around the wrestling community. That's why I wanted to be able to open up this, I don't know, to get this relationship, um, I don't know, between all of us here in the wrestling community. And just, you know, again, at least for me, I'm not looking to pick a fight with anybody. I just want to go back to the wrestling business that I grew up watching that I felt like I was a part of in the nineties and, you know, in the early two thousands and just go back to having some fun and entertainment. Well, Sean, I, you know, when I was growing up and, and I, I consumed as much wrestling as I possibly could. And here I am growing up in New Jersey and I loved mid South and world-class and championship wrestling from Florida and Georgia. There was never fights on, in the schoolyard saying, Oh yeah, mid Atlantic wrestling so much better than mid South. Yeah. Like it sounds ridiculous, but a lot of that goes on. And I know that social media is a big part of it. And I think that's something that we want to preach here on busted open as well is that let's enjoy this wonderful time in our business and let's watch everything. Like you said, there's three brands to the WWE as well. You have SmackDown, you have raw, and then you have NXT and what a great opportunity to see younger talent as it develops. Because as you said, you know, one day they're probably going to main event WrestleMania. Well, and again, I guess I, I, I go back and I mirror my career. My goodness. I came to the WWE when I was, originally 22 but 23 years old and wow. i again the fans of the w they literally watched me grow up you know and and you know and through so many different aspects of my life and that's what i don't know i feel like nxt is now you can watch this journey as these people grow into the, the superstars and the human beings that they're going to become and it, for me again like i said i'm I'm very much into the romance of this stuff. I've gotten incredibly soft and I don't want to change that for anything in the world. And so that's all I do. I mean, we want to make sure we just invite you to be able to be part of the very beginning of what we believe are going to be some unbelievably special superstars, you know, that are going to be either headlining or a big part of WrestleMania and certainly part of Raw and SmackDown in the future, but it's all starting here in NXT and certainly we think a big part of it's going to start this Saturday at Halloween Havoc. Yeah, and there's some big matches. Obviously, uh, the triple threat match for the NXT Championship. Uh, Mandy Rose and, and, and Alba Fire going after for the NXT Women's Championship. And, you know, uh, Roxana Perez, who's, again, 20 years old. That's just uh, killing it each and every Tuesday night. You know, uh, having a big matchup uh, that I'm really looking forward to with Cora Jade. And you, you said about the romantic side of this business. And you probably more than anybody else can relate to that. Like, I look at your story and I've read, you know, I've read your book and uh, both your books, actually. And, you know, your faith being a big part of who you are. But you starting out like being just a fan like everybody else that's listening to this show right now. You doing the Ric Flair pose that was on the Pro Wrestling Illustrated cover. And then, you know, you know, having that big WrestleMania match with Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24. And then everything that you've been able to do. Like when you look at it now and now being a coach and being a mentor and being a big part of NXT. Uh, do you look back on it? Do you enjoy it? Do you, do you understand the moments as they're happening for you? When you're in the moment and they're happening, you don't. I, as I say, that's why I'm where I'm at now again. And I guess, like I said, I'm so soft is because I do. I can see it all now in the rearview mirror. And I think to myself how many times I was so fortunate to have to move that goalpost. Again, for mm -hmm. me, it was that 
Southwest heavyweight champion, you know, and walking down Windsor Park Mall. And it got so much bigger than that. Um, and then to, again, to have success and almost almost do everything you can to, to screw it up and self-destruct and then to get a second chance and to be able to go back and, and make it different. Yeah, no, I definitely do. I think about it often. And again, that's what these young men and women that come through NXT they bring out of me and I want to make sure that they, I, I don't know. I just want to help them any way that I can. You know, you talk about Roxanne and core. Oh my goodness. At the ripe old average age of 21 in that <laughs> match, you know, combined, yes. you know, they're still younger than I am. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, and you can say that for a number of people up and down this, this roster and on this card, um, so yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that respect. And I do, I think about that a lot and I've never, and that's why I don't take any of it for granted. That's why I'm here every day. Again, that's why I quickly went from again, two hours a week, uh, three days a week, you know, to 80, <laughs> seven days, seven days a week. Because again, I, I feel like it is incumbent upon me to give back to this industry that has been so unbelievably, you know, gracious of me. And again, like I said, I know that, you know, I don't know that there are times I almost tried to screw it up, but I will spend the rest of my days, you know, trying to make good on that. Well, as you know, uh, pro wrestling in this business is made up of moments and memories. And I'm sure that everybody that's going to be in the ring tomorrow night at Halloween Havoc know just that. This is a big opportunity for them. Uh, you know, a lot of eyes are going to be on this show uh, tomorrow night. We're doing a special two-hour preview show right here on Sirius XM from noon to two uh, from the Performance Center, getting uh, everybody ready for what's going to take place tomorrow night at Halloween Havoc. And then a part of that kickoff show. So you know, you're a coach, you're a mentor. So, Sean, tell me. Like, you know, in that 30 minutes that I'm on TV – with, with Mackenzie Mitchell and Sam Roberts, like, give me a little coaching here. What do I need to do during that kickoff <laughs> show tomorrow night? You know what, Dave? What we want for you, come and have fun. Be you, all right? You know what I mean? And again, like I said, this is, these are relationships that we want to foster. Again, come, you know, come to Halloween, have it. Be ready to get rowdy, all right? Of course. But, uh, and have your fan base ready to get rowdy. But come here, have fun, enjoy yourself. Um, and, and yeah, but look for, uh, we have, everybody up and down everybody is ready to go they're chomping at the bit um and i have to you know again there are times especially me me being the guy uh they're all looking at trying to steal the show um and trying to reel this young these young lions and lionesses in it's not an easy job i'm sure especially when they look at me and go well you did it i was like <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um it's but it is it's a blast we're gonna have a we're gonna have a great time here um, and again, these talent are going to come out tomorrow night on Halloween Havoc, trying to show up and, and show out for everybody. And I, you know, I think you'd be doing yourself a big disservice if you're a, a wrestling fan or a WWE fan and, and you don't take in this show. And that is not, honestly, that is not a sell job. I just know the people on this show are ready to go. Well, I'll tell you this, Sean, you know, we're the number one sports show uh, on Sirius XM. We're also the number one podcast uh, sports show on Sirius XM. So I can guarantee you our fan base 
even if it's just to hear me screw up tomorrow night during a kickoff show, our fan base will be watching Halloween Havoc, and it's kind of got that college football atmosphere. These are young, hungry athletes that want to show how great they are, and I think they're going to have the opportunity to do that. Again, tomorrow night, Halloween Havoc. The kickoff show is at 730. Uh, The main show, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, streaming live on Peacock. So, Everybody that's listening to us right now, please make sure you watch it because we're going to be talking about it here on Busted Open Monday morning, first thing. So we definitely want you to be watching it. Sean, thank you so much. You're a legend. I can't wait to meet you uh, face-to-face tomorrow night um, at uh, the Performance Center for Halloween Havoc and appreciate the time this morning. Yeah, you bet. And again, seriously, I appreciate you guys giving us the time. We're looking forward to seeing you, Dave. And seriously, have a once you have a good time. There's no such thing as screwing up. You're amongst friends. Nobody's made That's... a bigger fool out of themselves on television than I have. So you come here, have fun, and enjoy yourself, man. All right, Shawn Michaels again. Halloween Havoc tomorrow night. We are going to be live noon to 2 p.m. Eastern time doing our pre-show for Halloween Havoc and then the kickoff show at 7.30, the main show at 8 p.m. Eastern time, streaming live on Peacock. Sean, thanks so much for the time. Thank you, Dave. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.